Big one tomorrow up in Charlottesville as the Virginia Cavaliers, for the first time in two months, have a home game on a Saturday. And that was a topic we covered earlier in the Fast Lane. We always love your thoughts, so keep them coming. Fast Lane, Ed Lane. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Now perspective from somebody who is familiar with the next opponent that Virginia will have because he went to Wake Forest and was a star there. Now an analyst for the field of 68, does work for the ACC Network as well. Randolph Childress, back with us once again in the fast lane. Randolph, we hope and trust that you and yours are well. Um, Always enjoy your work, especially those podcasts that you're on with the field of 68, even though I listen to them at double speed. So please forgive me, I'm going to have to adjust when we speak with you today that you're talking at a much more normal pace as opposed to sounding (laughs) extremely rushed, which I hope you're not feeling that way right now given all the work you've got. No, not rest at all, man. I appreciate you having me. It's our pleasure. Um, Virginia, first of all, we've had quite the fun discussion about the idea of them finally being back home. Today would be two months to the day. Next, Next day, tomorrow, will be two months plus a day since Virginia last had a Saturday home game. As a former player, did you wish to have more Saturday home games as opposed to road games? Did you have a preference to that? How does that type of sequence and scheduling impact a player the way it could have impacted Virginia? You know what? I, I don't think this this scheduling in that aspect is the issue as opposed to what time the game is. Whether you're home or away, you know, if you have a difficult travel, you know, if you're traveling somewhere, you know, really far and getting back late on a Saturday and you have Sunday off, you're okay with that. It's more difficult when you got to do it in the middle of the week and you got class. But I'd say that if, you know, if from a player's perspective, you have more of an issue with the time. Like tomorrow's game is a 12 o'clock game. That, that's completely different. You know, I don't know too many 19, 20, 22-year-olds that go to bed early. And you're talking about with a noon game, pregame meal is going to be around – seven o'clock maybe or walk through or something like that so you got to get up really early and get your blood flowing and get your and get yourself moving uh and that's just really unusual it's something that guys just some guys just don't get used to because you don't have a ton of 12 o'clock games so whoever wakes up and gets going is going to have a huge advantage tomorrow yeah you mentioned that as far as waking up and getting going um how do you yeah project a game like this? Both teams are coming off of a loss. Virginia has the added revenge angle of having lost in Winston-Salem earlier this year. Um, does that give one team or the other an edge in terms of the urgency with which they should play tomorrow? You know what? It's, I don't know if I'll say it gives any either team an advantage other than home court advantage. I mean, two teams that needing a win – um, Virginia does have the uh, the home court advantage. I think the biggest thing I'd say about UVA is just they have been playing really well. They have just lost at home. So for them to have this game at home, it's just a contradiction of styles. I think one team is really, really great defensively, and the other team, I think Wake Forest is one of the better offensive teams in the country. So where you know what, what type of pace will this game be played at? I think it will be the big difference. If it's a high-scoring game, you know, if it gets into the upper 70s and, you know, 80s, you know, late 70s or so, I think that favors Wake. And if it's in the 50s or less, then, you know, you know Virginia's controlling the pace. So it should be a big game tomorrow. I mean, both teams need it. Um, you know, they're fighting for third place in the ACC. And it's a lot at stake for two teams that's trying to play their best basketball to kind of get ready for the tournament. Looking at it from even a bigger picture angle, do you view both of these teams as solidly in the NCAA tournament field? Do you have questions or concerns about how things go down the stretch for either one of them? 
Well, I don't know if Wake's in yet. I think this is the type of game. Wake needs a signature win. They need a game like this. I don't know if they're in yet. Um, I think they're right there. And and I think a win tomorrow would solidify them uh, of being in on the right side of the of the bubble. So uh, games like this is something that Wake needs. I think Virginia has had those. They're nationally ranked. They're, they're 21st in the country right now, so we know they're in. Uh, they were not in at one point in time, and they played themselves in. And I think Wake need to do the same here. They kind of, you know, get ready to play their best basketball down the stretch. For Wake Forest to do that, do you see the same potential that a lot of folks have projected? We've heard it in the fast lane earlier this week. I, you know, I'm, uh, I've given up sports betting for Lent, but before then, I saw Wake <laughs> at one at plus at 160 to one odds to win the championship and not that I think it will happen like that but you know I see a path for them getting in and a lot of the right pieces to make a deep run in March do you see that as well when looking at this weight team that if things come together they can be as dangerous as many people somehow seem to think they're extremely dangerous because the amount of scores they can put on the floor and the amount of ways that they can attack you not a lot of teams can do so uh, I think you know tomorrow will be a, a big test for the Deeks because they got to start getting trying to win a game on the road. They got to win a big game on the road, and you know you get to this point of the, you know when you start talking about the quad ones and the metrics and everything else, uh, the Deeks need. They're only going to play what two ranked teams left in their schedule, so their remaining seven games, you know, they're only two of them ranked, and they just lost to Duke. They're on a road trip right now this week, and. This Virginia win against a ranked team would be a quad one win and give the Deeks a chance to get a win that they desperately need on their resume. ACC analyst and college basketball analyst Randolph Childress. A lot of his work now with the field of 68, but he's done some ACC basketball games as well and gracious enough to share that perspective with us here in the fast lane. Randolph, pivoting away from that Virginia-Wake Forest game in just a moment, but before we do that, um, how do you believe the style is going to be tomorrow? Does Wake control the pace? Is it going to be up and down? Is Virginia going to control and it's going to be the first one to 50 wins or is it going to be somewhere in between? Well, uh, that, that's the great question. I think that'll dictate the score of the game. Uh, if it's in the if it's in the 50s, I think then we know Virginia. It's hard to speed Virginia up. I think what Virginia is going to force Wake to do is make shots. Wake has to make shots because they're not going to get they're not going to play at the pace and the volume that they're accustomed to playing. And Wake wants to almost try to score 50 and a half, not alone 50 in the 50s for a game. So. Uh, be, they know this. They took care of business at home. I mean, Reese Beekman being uh, foul trouble first game was a big part of that. They didn't have Harris, didn't have Minor. So this is a different Virginia team that's been playing their best basketball. We'll see what happened. I mean, they're just coming off a home loss to Pitt, so it's not ideal. If you're a Wake fan, you would almost feel better had Virginia beat Pitt and still was on that win streak coming in. Uh, Virginia, you know, Pitt surprised them at home, and you know Virginia's going to be at their best tomorrow. Randolph Childress talking some college hoops with us here in the fast lane. R Childress twenty two on Twitter to keep up with him, and of course he's part of the field of sixty eight analysts uh, that they have and talks college basketball plenty for that podcast. And we encourage you to listen and uh, hear the insight that Randolph shares there. Also, North Carolina they host Virginia Tech. Is this as bad a spot as the Hokies could get? A North Carolina team that they haven't played great lately. You know, by the way, they're coming off a loss. Well, when you're playing against good teams, coming off a loss, it's always tough. I mean, Carolina was hovering in around. I think they were. You know, they were we know Purdue and 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 Connecticut, UConn was just the top two teams in the league, and everybody was kind of 
who's that next group of teams? Is it Houston? You know, is it Marquette? Like, who's in that next group? Uh, is it Kansas? And I think UNC has solidified themselves with being in that. They've hit a little rough patch, but I, it's nothing that I'm concerned about. Losing at home to a Clemson team who I think is underrated, who I thought could very easily have won the league, uh, they responded with that one, went on the road, got a win at Miami. It's difficult to win back-to-back games on the road. And so they lost at Syracuse. They're back home. I think it'll be a tough out for the Hokies to try to go into, you know, Dean Smith Center and, and get a win tomorrow. That'll be a tough one. What's the ceiling on this North Carolina team? Are they a legitimate threat to make a deep run into the uh, deep into the NCAA tournament? I think they are because the motivation of last year. This team, this team seems to be more connected than it was a year ago. I mean, you know, everyone throughout the year, even when they were winning, and everyone was questioning, you know, Armando Baycott, Armando Baycott. He's not, he's not. His numbers aren't as dominant as they were early in the year. And to see his response to that and to see his unselfishness and his, his sacrifice to this team, it just shows you how connected that group is. And when you got a bunch of guys as talented and as versatile as that group is, they got everything you need. Uh, you know, they got the guard play, the elite guard play. R.J. Davis is playing like a first-team All-American. We know what Armando Baycott is, but – you know, with Harrison Inger and what he's brought to that team at that stretch four spot has been unique, and he's been special for him. You know, almost underrated. His rebounding has been a big surprise, and he's just he's improved as well as anybody in the country, I believe. And they just got so much talent. I, I think they got depth and talent, and they get get minutes from the guys from the bench with Seth Trumbull and these guys. And I, I think they have what it takes. You know, when you're connected and you have the pieces, they got guys that. When things break down, they can give the ball to R.J. Davis and say, hey, give me a bucket. They can throw the ball inside to Armando Baycott and say, give me a bucket. And not a lot of teams have that. And as long as they continue to defend and defend at a high level, uh, I think this team can go very deep in the, in the tournament. Our 22 Childress for former Wake Forest star Randolph Childress, that's his Twitter account or X as it is, 22R Childress on Instagram, another way to keep up with Randolph Childress, who's with us in the fast lane, Virginia Tech. There were a lot of expectations on this team. They had some good wins in non-conference play. What do you see out of what this Hokies team is capable of over the stretch run? They've always been a team, I thought, that played their best basketball in the second, you know, late in the season. Like even, you know, when you go back a couple of years, even when they won the tournament, you questioned in the middle of the season, hey, is this team going to make a tournament? And then the last five or six games, they just get hot, start playing their best basketball. And for the Hokies, that's what they're going to need to do if they want to get into the tournament. I mean, they got quite a few games at home and got a you know, pretty favorable schedule. They can get the one tomorrow. They get Virginia at home. And that's a big one. Then they got to go to Pitt, and there's just no easy sledding in the ACC. They go to Syracuse again, but home against Wake. They got to, you know, they owe Wake a, you know, a game earlier in the year they lost at Wake. And the schedule is, you know, contrary to popular belief, the ACC is has some challenging, tough teams in the middle of that league, and and Virginia Tech is going to have to earn their way in. But they played their best basketball in the past. They're going to need to do that again if they want to get into this tournament this year. They've they've given away some games early in the year. I know they'd like to have back, but they got to respond now. It's, it's, the time is now. They're going to need a signature win like that, you know, uh, just similar to Wake. If they want to, you know, Wake has had a cleaner schedule. They hadn't had any losses that would hurt them. And Virginia Tech has. Losing at Notre Dame is one of those losses that's really going to be difficult for you to, you know, to overcome later on. You need a, you need a big time win to kind of over, you know, overlap that to equal to balance that out, and that starts tomorrow. That's a really good point about the value of taking care of business now because there are a lot of teams that are 
fringe tournament teams in the ACC. The inside is not fringe or fringe-worthy. I know I had to go there. It is fantastic <laughs> from Randolph Childress. Field of 68, he calls some ACC games, and he's also at R22Childress on Twitter and 22RChildress on Instagram to keep up with all of his work. Randolph, thank you very much for your time today in the fast lane. We're glad that we were able to connect and hope you travel safely and well. We'd love to do it again. Sounds good, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Our pleasure. Randolph Childress with us here in the fast lane. And, you know, it's always nice to end the week with some confirmation bias on the ACC. Not being as down as other people expect, but he's honest and holds them accountable that they also need to perform over this stretch run to get those teams into the tournament. How does that quest continue? We'll find out this weekend and we'll discuss Monday in the fast lane. Keep up with us. CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg on Facebook. Trey Lyle, VT, and Fast Lane Ed Lane. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.